Good evening, everyone. Welcome to today's meditation session. Today, let's sit cross space. No matter where you are, no matter what you are doing, now, let's just take a break to meditate, to explore the mind together, to understand. Ourselves a little more. You can join this session via Zoom or just watch the YouTube live. It's different from the normal dialogue, dialogue where people just chat and commune, converse with each other. People just converse each other. Here, it's a different kind of a dialogue. It's beyond the verse. It's the conversation between the minds, between the hearts. So this journey is very special, because we all turn inward to observe what is going on on the mind. In such an observance, there is no observer. It's not you that observe the mind. It's just observing the mind. Who is the observer? Isn't it the observer? Is the self? Made up with, made up of all kinds of mental images. The identity, the fame, the job title, all kinds of certificate, and more. If we are observing the mind, being such a, an observer. It means that we observe the mind through the lens of the observer, which is a bundle of all kinds of thoughts and mental images, which belong to the past. But the mental activities is taking place now. How can we use the past? As the lens, as the prism, to interpret what is happening now, which is different moment by moment. So to meditate is to stay at present, to witness what is going on on the mind. No judgment. No interpretation, no justification, no condemnation. Just observe. In that observance, one begins to understand what is going wrong on the mind. Why we have so many mental challenges 
and how to work out with mental challenges immediately. This is the whole journey of meditation. The very observance is the only thing we need to do, which might be the most difficult thing we can do about ourselves. To look at ourselves without any judgment, any condemnation, is really challenging. Because we have accumulated so many different judgments, views, comments, thoughts about ourselves, the ego is built up upon that. And much of our pleasure depends on that. How can we look at ourselves without any? Reactions, in terms of pain and pleasure, is the central task during the meditation. For most of us, it is extremely challenging to be honest with ourselves, because most of the time we resort to all kinds of things. Thoughts, illusions, to avoid this very simple, sometimes also very hard to swallow. The truth, the fact, which only belong to this moment. Because of a very cunning, very. Strong avoidance of the fact in many subtle ways. We can't really meet the issue completely. This creates the space. For all kinds of mental challenges, when we are stuck in some sort of a challenge, we just want to find out a method, want to be told a method or system to follow, in the hope of working out all these challenges. But as you may have felt. It doesn't work, does it? Because we need to deeply understand this. Nobody else on this earth can really help ourselves, except ourselves. 
Let anyone around you can only observe you from the outward, and can only communicate with you by various gestures, which is rather limited when we are exploring the mind. The language, the all kinds of way of communication, is compromised. We can't compromise the exploration of the mind, which means that this journey is way beyond the words, the language. To make this journey happen, it is only you that can do that, because you can observe your mind without any words, without any interpretation. You can feel it. That's the lossless communication. When you feel it, you don't lose anything, any information. And only the mind, the psyche, deserve this lossless communication. Which means that you can, you only you can make this happen. Last of Feature of the meditation is a rather long journey because everybody has to be mentally independent in exploring the mind. So today, let's do this together. Let's be alone together. Before we get started today's session, let's keep silent for about three or four minutes, during which you can just focus on breath. Oh, just think. Oh, try your best to observe the thoughts without being interrupting the with the thoughts. Then, after that, let's come back to the session to start the exploration together.
there are many moments of life when the negative energy accumulates. How can we deal with that negative energy? It's a challenge faced by almost everyone on this planet. We are living in a world full of chaos, conflicts, frictions. These frictions and conflicts leads to many different kinds of contradictions. The stress between people. Even something more serious like killings, war, whatever. As long as there's a conflict on neuron level, if they can't be resolved immediately, this conflict becomes the memory and begin to accumulate. This leads to a higher chance of all kinds of violence on this planet. The mental conflicts from neurons is the foundation, is the root of all kinds of violence of human beings on this planet. Actually, we are all contributing to this in all kinds of ways. This kind of negative energy, which arises from the conflicts, which actually arise from the division, separation, is very similar to the nuclear reaction, where the energy is also derived from the division of the, the atoms, whatever. When the integrity is broken into pieces, the energy erupts. So today, why this session? Let's examine this sort of a negative energy in all kinds of forms, jealousy, anger, hatred, and so on, to understand a little more about this part. Because only by understanding the whole structure of the negative energy, one can really find out how to deal with his mental challenges in his own life. There can be many factors leading to this. And these factors can't be analyzed to get. You have to have a very quiet mind to observe this, which is 
different from analysis, where people are using both logics and reasonings in the hope of finding out something. But actually, when your mind is really quiet, quiet as still water, you can observe this rather easily. Because for a peaceful lake, any this small disturbance can be easily noticed. This analogy also applies to the mind. Just like the nuclear reaction, as we said a moment ago, where there's division, there's the energy. Division means conflict, means the opposite, means duality. As long as things are divided, it inevitably breeds conflicts. One of the most significant division we have ever had on the mind is the division between you and me. We devise such a wonderful concept which is called the self from our psychology world. Probably it is beneficial to survive in the jungle, right? To really keep oneself from the physical danger. But without the awareness, this part can be abused as everyone is going through now on this planet. So we have brought this concept of the self into the psyche, into the psychological world. And all kinds of issues, all kinds of problems, all arise from the self. The self is the only source of all kinds of mental conflicts one is going through. So where there's division about you and me? That division leads to the self-defense, which further re-enhanced this separation. Where there's defense, there's conflict. There's conflict. So there's the energy that arises from the conflicts. Sometimes it takes place very, very soon beyond the capture because this has become a very strong neural loops on the mind which require a super quiet mind to slow it down, to
to notice this, to witness it, to effect a change, which requires a great deal of meditation. So the negative energy itself is the violence shown in different forms. When people begin to blame on each other, that very blame enhances the separation, the self-defense. Then the conflict is unavoidable. Then the conflict is unavoidable. And when we are angry, that energy is also. Arise from the self, the separation between you and me. In that anger, all kind of things are happening: blame, criticizing, regretting, self-consciousness, judging, whatever. And behind all these mental actions, the process of identifying oneself with all those thoughts is also taking place, which further enhances this separation. When one is angry, one wants to control the anger, seeming that one is different from anger, so one could control it. Is that really true, or does this control really work? As you may have gone through, anger is uncontrollable. Because when when one is angry, the whole being of one is the anger. When one thinks one can control the anger, there's another division between the self, between the self, there's a separation between the self and the thing which is called anger. But as you notice that. Anger is the whole state of the mind. When one is angry, one is the anger itself. The whole state of mind is anger. So the self wants to use some thoughts to control anger, 
use some part of mind to control the other part of mind. It all belongs to one. Where's the control? One has to be very careful in understanding this. There's no division between the self and anger. The self itself is anger. When one is anger. So one. So when one really understand this fact, what one would do? One would do nothing, right? Because one is the anger, the whole state of mind is anger. One cannot run away from it. One cannot interfere with it. One can just do nothing about it. And doing nothing here means non-doing. Means one realizes one is anger. One dissociates oneself from anger. The whole mind is anger. Without the interference of the thoughts, the body, which includes the brain, the neural system, has its own intelligence to recover from the anger. And non-doing is the greatest form of wisdom. And this the the fast, fastest way for the mind to recover when the thoughts don't interfere. So, up to now, as we have explored, we may have found that the best way to deal with the negative energy is to doing nothing about it. Never let the thoughts interfere with the mental energies. Let the nature mind, the body, neural selves, its own intelligence to deal with this. Sounds easy, doesn't it? But in practice, it can be very challenging. Why is that? Isn't it that we find it difficult to stop thinking? Thinking or thinking we face all the time. Thoughts pop up and we subconsciously identify ourselves with thoughts, which is the form of the interference from thoughts with the, the whole being. And when the thoughts are interfering 
the intelligence of the body is blocked, is interfered, is interfered, is obstructed. Because we can use those not only extend the pleasure, the experience of pleasure, which inevitably leads to pain. Also because thoughts, we are always interacting with thoughts. So we are also perpetuating the pain, the anger state, the angry state of mind. So, to deal with the negative energy, one has to understand the whole structure of the thoughts. Because only when one sees clearly how the thoughts are running on the mind, that very clarity makes the mind super silent. When the mind is silent, the mind is free from the attachment to those. In that state, the intelligence of the body, as we said before, which includes the neuron systems, begin to function properly. As long as we grasp a thought, we don't want to let go of it. That a very attachment creates the division on the mind. Not only brings about the conflicts, but also delay the recovering. It is all because of thoughts. So to meditate is to thoroughly understand the whole nature and structure of the thoughts and thinking by yourself. It's not through my words, which are not so valuable. You have to go beyond it to find out the truth by yourself. You have to make the thing, you have to make you have to let the truth make sense to you, not as an idea, but as the facts you can feel deeply in your heart.
So now it's time for us to meditate, to quieten down the mind, to feel the dynamics, the movement in the consciousness, the thoughts. Then work out of it. Nothing really matters unless close our eyes to find out the truth, which can only appear at each moment. Truth is always here and now. So, empty the thoughts, empty the mind. Let the truth stay with you. Now, let's take a 10-minute meditation. Start by taking a moment to find a comfortable position to sit in a posture that you feel relaxed and get alert. Let hands rest on your knees or laps. Let the eyes close gently. Soften your forehead. Act a soft smile in the corner of your lips. Breathe naturally. As you breathe in, be aware that you are breathing in. Feel the sensation of breathing in. The region can be the nostrils, can be the belly, can be anywhere. Focus on the part you feel most. As you breathe out, be aware that you are breathing out. Feel the sensation of breathing out. The region can be the nostrils, can be the belly, can be anywhere. Focus on the part you feel most. Fix your attention on the breath. Let go of any thought, words, images. This moment, nothing is more important than breath.
while you are listening to the bell. Check where your attention is. If it wasn't on the breath, after the bell, gently invite your attention back to the breath, and sustain your attention on the breath.
slowly bring your awareness back to this room. Feel into your body. Wiggle your fingers and toes. When you are ready, open your eyes. Hopefully, your mind has been quietened down a little bit after such a long time of exploration together. When the neurons are overactive, the truth is gone because the illusions made up by the neurons block the view. Block the sight of touching the truth. Only a mind which is simple, which is calm, which is innocent, which does not mean naive, but a mind free from hurt. Such a mind is able to touch the truth, because the truth itself. It is very simple. How the mind works is also very simple. But when one has become complicated, it is also complicated to see the truth through the complicated stuff. So probably the best way, maybe the only way, to touch the truth is to keep the mind simple, pure. And this is a part of the meditation session. To keep the mind totally independent on any stimulations outside. Such a mind has an inner order, which brings the beauty of life. Because. For such order from within, it removes all the conflicts that limits the energy, that turns energy into negative. In such a state of mind, it's boundless, and in that boundless space, the mind is free, free to explore, free to question, free to doubt, free to find out the truth. And only such a mind is innocent, because the freedom has been the strongest 
immune immunity of the mind from all kinds of mental challenges. When the mind is free, the mind can handle, can deal with all kinds of mental challenges. So, probably, there's only one question we need to face to ask ourselves how to keep the mind free, how to set the mind free. This is the journey of meditation. Great. That's all for today's session. And uh, we have you know, explored the topic of the negative energy from the conflicts, the views, the divisions, whatever. My explanation is very limited because what I describe, the verse I use is not described. You have to go beyond the verse to feel it, to find yourself. It's, it is not an idea. It's not an idea to play for fun. It's the truth we need to live with. So it is really up to everybody to feel it, to find out. And I hope of us could really enjoy this journey. A journey of lifetime. A journey to live peacefully with the truth. And finally, I wish everybody a good day, a good week. No matter how changeable the outside world is, Stay peace, stay alert, stay positive. Thank you, everyone. Take care.